advice, although not from me. I thought because, and not in my words, but in the words of, of much greater people, as you will hear, um, I thought somehow this time of the year, with the debates and with elections, and also because we, we talk so much about leadership and the lack of leadership and what makes a leader, that when I knew that I was coming tonight, I don't do a lot of speeches, so I don't really have a prepared text, I thought I would talk a little bit about what does make a leader. Um, I have met and interviewed so many leaders in all of these years, 12 different interviews with presidents, 20 different heads of state, some of them in the most powerful positions in their countries, and then others of them out of power, sometimes the same person in and out of power. I remember interviewing the Shah of Iran when he sat with his wife in Tehran and said that she could not rule, that even though she was the regent, that women were not able to rule. They just were not smart enough or strong enough. And then interviewing him again when he was in exile in Morocco, when his wife was then in charge, and his wife was the one who had to make the decisions, and his wife was the one who had to carry on after he died. And Yasser Arafat, whom I was watching on the news tonight, the first time I met him in Lebanon, driving around for an hour with his bodyguards in a circuitous route so that no one could follow us, and finally getting to an apartment building with laundry outside and women leaning out of the window and climbing a flight of rickety stairs to Yasser Arafat. And now, of course, he is the leader of uh, the Palestinian people and negotiating, and, and uh, then he was, he was a rebel and a man who seemed to have, if he had a future, it was a very dubious future at that point. Fidel Castro crossing the Bay of Pigs with him. We were the first Americans to cross the Bay of Pigs after the invasion. Castro talking about Russia, which he said was the freest country in the world. And King Hussein, whom we saw again in the news, truly a survivor. We used to call him the PLK, the plucky little king. <laughs> so I tried to think of what they have in common, these different leaders, and, and I think it has to be belief in yourself, tremendous belief in yourself and in your mission, perhaps belief in a higher power. Both Menachem Begum and Anwar Sadat were very religious men. They were fierce enemies and then allies and supporters, and each believed that God was on their side but of course they prayed to two very different gods. Often I think a leader is a fanatic, has to be a fanatic, but of course if you're too much of a fanatic, that leads to despotism and dictatorship. And most of all, I think, or if not most of all, certainly very important is the ability to communicate. Since you are not seeing the beginning of the debates, I thought I would just read a little bit from a profile that we did of Bob Dole uh, just a few weeks ago, followed the week after that by a profile of um, President Clinton, and I asked each of them at the end the same question. It is interesting, as you will hear, not just what they said, but the difference in their styles. One difference, and it's interesting tonight because they're going to be limited to time, is that you ask Dole, uh, 20 questions and he answers you in 10 minutes, and you ask Clinton 10 questions and he answers you in 20 minutes. So when they have a stopwatch on them, it will be quite interesting. I said to Senator Dole, could you finish this sentence for me? I, Robert Dole, want to be President of the United States because... And he said, because I really think we are headed in the wrong direction. I've had a lot of experience in my life, good, bad, and mixed, and I've made tough decisions. I think Bob Dole is somebody who can work with Democrats and Republicans in Congress. I think my head's screwed on right. I don't have any radical ideas. I'm not going to take people over the edge. 
It's going to be my agenda, but above all, I will provide the leadership for the White House and people can say, well, I don't agree with Bob Dole on everything, but I think he's doing the best he can. And I said, what would you like your mark to be, the mark of your presidency? And he said, Bob Dole trusted the people. Saying questions to Bill Clinton. If you will finish this sentence for me, I, William Clinton, want to be president because. Because we are in the process of moving America into the 21st century with the vision that I have being made real where there's opportunity for everybody who is responsible enough to work for it. And my goal for the next four years will be to improve the educational and the job opportunities for all Americans and to implement this welfare reform bill in a humane and constructive way so that we've actually got jobs for these people. Mr. President, whether it's at the end of this term or at the end of the next, what would you like your mark to be? I would like to be the second president in the history of the country. The first was Theodore Roosevelt.